0: Well, thank you, Father God, for this day, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that just the pressures and the problems and the issues of the day, that we leave them at the door in the name of Jesus. And should we need some some agreement in anything as far as, like, letting things go mentally, physically, or even any kind of financial burdens, that, that we could open up the altar for prayer, and our prayer partner is going to come up, and we're going to be praying for y'all in just an agreement. So please, please be welcomed.
1: Just proof, this actually works. Um, Y'all say y'all can't hear me, but it works. First thing I wanted to say was, I'm sorry, because church will never be this good again. (laughs) You got me, Geneva, come on now. (laughs) Um, My offering message I wanted to talk about when Jesus flipped the tables. So that's in Matthew So, they talk about it in all the Gospels. I'm going to go through Matthew, then Mark, and then John is in there, too. We'll see. So, first, it says, On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple's courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple and courts. And as he taught them, he said, it is not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but have made it to a den of robbers. But you have made it to a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him. For they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. So I say that because some people only come to church when they need something or want God to do something for them. Some of these people that came to the cab- tabernacle had never been but to buy from the merchants. Some of you are only coming to buy from the merchants, which may work for now, but is not the blessing that God wants to make for you. Um, and then it continues to say, When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered with the roots. Peter remembered and said, Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believes what they say, that will happen and it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for, it in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you for your sins. So I said that verse because it continues to say that God is saying to go throw yourself into a relationship with him and do not doubt. Which is saying if you throw a relationship with him, he will give you all that you need, not just what you, all that you want and all that you need, just not your needs. Um yeah and then the last thing I wanted to s- read was John 2:18 through 22. It is also from the same passage but it's just a little bit after he destroys the temple, but it's John's interpretation. The Jews then responded to him, "What sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this?" Jesus answered, "Destroy this temple and I will raise it again in 3 days." They replied, "It has taken 46 years to build this temple and you're going to raise it in 3 days?" but the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remember what he had said, and they believed the scripture. I said this to say that God never forgets his words or his promises. So if he, you think he's forgotten about you, he hasn't. And that's about it. If you would like to... Please everybody, Please everybody stand as we pray over the offering. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this house that we can worship you and hear your word, which is the ultimate sacrifice that you gave us three days. You died and came back. Thank you, Lord, that you would bless everybody's offering and that all their blessings will come to fruition. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Oh, yes, we're going to watch. Almost, almost, almost. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. Um, there's gonna be a little bit of an interim because there's like six different slides or whatever that I'm gonna show y'all, but I'm gonna let Justice and Pastor Donnie know which slides to put, so it might there might be just a little bit of a lag time because uh, they don't know what number we're gonna go into. I didn't get that until right before service. But anyway, none of that matters because I have everything. So anyway, so what we're gonna do first off is, Justice, can you do me a favor? Can you go ahead and put slide number one up? So what do you see, the Wolverine or two Batmen? Like, I see you see a weenie dog? <laughs> so, so, so isn't it kind of crazy how you can focus? So who, who sees the Wolverine, like right now that I'm asking y'all to? You can all see it all. Okay, so it's changed the way that you're looking at it. Now, do you see the two Batmen? And they're like facing each other, right? So you can see that, right? Okay, so Justice, do me a favor, love. Change it to to the next one. Okay, do you see the musician or the girl's face? You see both? So you see both. So which one did you see first though? The the, the face? The musician? Yeah, And, and then so, and if you change the view, then you can like change like what the actual picture is, right? So what we're talking about today or whatever is another point of view, right? And so, um, so kind of crazy, right? (laughs) So do you do you see the musician? It's like he's like bent over playing like a saxophone, and there's a note in the air. And then if you look at the the other side of it, it's it's a lady's face, right? Kind of interesting how we can how we actually have the, uh, the ability to change the things that we see just by focusing on something a little bit different. It doesn't change, you know. Okay, so this is what we're doing. Let me pull this up real quick. Okay, so the, t- the title for today's message is called Another Point of View. What? Right? Different point of view, right? Okay, so anyway, so um, that's perfect love. And then the, the caption under it or whatever it says, he's not who you think he is. He's better, right? Okay, so right here, these are just some really, really cool scriptures about what God is and who He is apart from everyone and everything else. Like, this is like who He is. This is like saying, I am Geneva, I am girl, I have long hair, I am all these things apart from everyone else. This is what, this is who I am apart from. Society, culture, this, that, and the other. I am who I am. So this is like God. This is so. So God, you know, He is health and He is healing, and you can find that in Exodus fifteen twenty six. The cool part about Him is that within Him is all is everything, because it says that in in uh, Psalms fifty ten. I went up to the first one. It says He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. So if you ever need anything, get the perspective that. If you ever need anything, he owns everything, so go to him. It's like having a rich parent. You don't have to go outside of that. You just say, Hey, mama, hey, daddy, I just need some money. <laughs> and you don't have to go any further. You just go to them. And then it's it's like it's like that with God. But he owns everything. Bible also says in Psalm 71 and 5 that He is hope. The next one is He is a friend. Job 29 and 4. The next one is, he is the light in a dark place. So if you ever feel like you're in a dark place, gosh, go toward the light. And he'll show you how to do that in Daniel 2.22. He is the creator of everyone and everything, according to Isaiah 40 and 28. Then the last one that I put together was, he is the answer, according to John 14 and 6. So if you ever need an answer, go there. If you ever need to know that, you have a purpose and what's going on, go to Isaiah 40 and 28. So these are like some really cool scriptures. And the reason why he had me choose these scriptures was because he is these things apart from everyone and everything else. If we decide to like not serve God or we decide to not pray one day or we decide to not follow him or just whatever, what we do doesn't change the fact that he is who he is. Does that make sense? Okay, well this is really good, I'm glad it does. So, but the thing is is that with us being humans, how do we actually tap into him being all these things for us? And so that's why we're here today. It's like trying to get a different point of view. So sometimes whatever our point of view can be so skewed sometimes, because we could be hurt or we could be having, having distress or we could be having some tough experiences that seem to cloud over us. And then all of a sudden, we have this perspective. And then whenever God is trying to say, I love you because he is love, then it is hard to be able to receive that from him. Because um, we have only one perspective of, man, everybody that I've ever been around has never loved me. What makes you think that? You're going to love me. And so we have these different perspectives just depending on what we've been through, but it doesn't change the fact that God is still love and God is still who he says he is, right? Makes sense. So for us to tap into who God truly is to each and every single one of us, we have to do a few things. The first one is we just have to simply believe that we're his, done we all prayed the salvation prayer we're all good romans 10 9 to 10 god you're i'm yours in your mind so that's the first thing so as soon as you know that you're his gosh you're a third of the way there right second thing we have to do is we have to realize that just because other people or even ourselves can carry baggage from the day before, or the week before, or years before, then all of a sudden we're waking up with it every single morning. Did you know that God, every single day that we live, as soon as we wake up in the morning, he doesn't remember yesterday for you. He doesn't. So if you actually had like a bad day the day before, and you're waking up all grumpy, and he's wondering why, He's like, yay, you have breath. And you're like, oh, this day sucks. Can we say that on the recording? Okay, well, anyway, I said, yes, justice, two thumbs up. Okay, good deal, because that accidentally came out. So anyway, <laughs> so I'm not, oops. Okay, so, so anyway, so back to this. Okay, so, like, it's really, really cool to know that God, every single day that you wake up, it's a brand new day. It's a fresh day. He doesn't remember yesterday. And I think it's challenging sometimes to think that God actually looks at us like that when the people around us have a tendency to not. Have you ever been around people, like your coworkers, you know, you accidentally tick somebody off and didn't know it, and then all of a sudden you walk in the next day to go to work and you're like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, "Oh, you're a terrible person. You're like, I just walked into work. What, what did I just do? And because people have a tendency of carrying yesterday and the day before and years and years and years into today, and God doesn't do that. He's not who we think he is, but he's better. He's just better, right? Okay, so your day, as soon as you get up in the morning, your day with God is brand new. He doesn't think about anything else that has happened. But what it does is that it has to change your mentality as well because sometimes if we have a bad day before that and then we're waking up the next morning, or are like, oh, my gosh, my day was terrible yesterday. I don't think I can go on. And then we flip a coin whether we need to go into work or not. I've had those days. Tails, I'm not going in. Heads, i got to go. And sometimes I'll do the best two out of three. And whatever wins, wins. <laughs> Sorry, that's just what it is. And then so, yeah, so if I'm ever like texting y'all during the day, <laughs> it's because <laughs> I didn't go in the best two out of three. <laughs> Jesus said no, so I didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go. Uh-uh. The day before was terrible, and uh-uh, I'm not reliving that again. I need a break. And so, okay, so but what ends up happening is that, that what I did was that I accidentally carried in my day before into my today, and God doesn't do that. So the first thing is you have to know that He's yours, and you're his. The second thing you have to realize is that every single day that you live, it's completely brand new. You have a clean slate. And then, okay, so I know that none of y'all cuss because y'all are just great people, but even to the point to where even if you cuss at somebody until, you know, 11 uh, 11 o'clock and 59 minutes and, like, 10 seconds, and you finish off that day with it, as soon as you wake up that next morning, hey, you're free. So get it in when you can, because the next day is brand new. <laughs> it's like, hey, well, God doesn't remember it, neither should you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, is that you had a fresh day. You have a brand new day with God. And then if anybody tries to pull up yesterday, you're just like, hey, God doesn't do it. Why are you? Right? Okay, so anyway, so that's the second thing, right? So the third thing is I want to show you something else. Just as love, can you put up, uh, slide number three? Okay. What do y'all see? First thing, two faces. What did y'all see first? Two faces, right? Two faces, and then whenever you flip your point of view, right, you see the vase. So who, who saw the two faces first? Yeah, me too. Who saw the vase first? Oh, y'all are geniuses. Yeah, I always, like, look, I always like, looked at the light, p- light pictures first. Like I saw the girl first on the first one and this one I see the two faces here. And so yeah, so, so what I just said to y'all is that if y'all are constantly pulling in yesterday into today, it's as quick as shifting your perspective from looking at the faces to looking at the vase. You just flip it in your mind. It's not something that takes long. It's something that is just a different point of view. It's just a different perspective. And that's it. It's just a quick switch. So don't let this new mentality of every single morning that you're waking up, like drag on, and then a year later, like, Geneva, I'm still not getting it. I think God remembers yesterday. No, 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 he doesn't. He's completely brand new. He's completely fresh. His love is a light for you. It's not a heavy relationship. It's very, very light. So, do me a favor. So, I'm gonna read some verses, right? And these verses, we have all heard them, like, constantly. We've seen t-shirts and billboards and all kinds of stuff with it, but can you do me a huge favor? Just like changing your perspective on this, I need you to do me a favor, and I need you to change your perspective on this set of scriptures. And the set of scriptures, it's gonna be 1 Corinthians 13, right? Because we're actually like literally talking about God's love, right? Okay, so remember it's about changing your perspective. So whenever we go through, hey, hon, can you do me a favor and go to slide six? It's the last one, perfect, right here. Okay, so what's really, really interesting about this is that this is like truly how God loves us. Um, so I'm going to do, do you a favor. Do me a favor. So I'm going to read the scriptures, and then, so you need to pick a person in your mind, and then as I'm reading these scriptures slowly, you're going to imagine yourself loving that person that way. Could be a spouse, could be a kid, could be you, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay, are you ready? So this is talking about y'all's individual love. You ready? It says, love does not give up. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love does not put itself up as being important. Love has no pride. Love does not do the wrong thing. Love never thinks of itself. Love does not get angry. Love does not remember the suffering that comes from being hurt by someone. Love is not happy with sin. Love is happy with the truth. Love takes everything that comes without giving up Love believes all things, love hopes for all things, love keeps on in all things. Love never comes to an end, right? So did you like picture a person or a puppy or something like that? Because sometimes, you know, puppies are really cool too. So anyway, Miss Jessica, she probably did like, no, I'm not thinking about Miranda right now. I'm thinking about my puppy. So I'm just jacking with you. I'm not I'm just messing with you. So anyway, <laughs> she's like, yeah, so true. Okay so, okay, so that's how you think about that person. And so sometimes whatever, it can be super, super challenging because it says, you know, love doesn't get angry. How many of us like get angry? Yeah, it's just kind of like a thing because we're dealing with humanity. Um, oh, what is the other one? Oh, love, oh, what is it? Oh, there it is. Love does not remember the suffering that comes from being hurt by someone. That one's a tough one, especially when you're around that person a lot. Sometimes it's really, really tough to forget what they just did to you and say, I just love you with the love of the Lord and mean it. Um, and then, so, okay, so anyway, so that's what you would feel like whenever you actually love someone. So now to change your perspective, right? So the flip is this. The flip is that is that every single morning that you wake up, this is exactly how God loves you. Are you ready? Now you gotta close your eyes. And now instead of you imagine yourself giving that love to someone, now it's to the point to where you're actually Put yourself into the place of receiving it from, from God. Ready? And this is how he sees you every moment of every day. Love or God does not give up. God is kind. God is not jealous. God does not put itself, I mean put himself up as being important. He has no pride. Love does not do the wrong thing. God never thinks of himself. God does not get angry. He does not remember the suffering that comes from being hurt by someone. He is not happy with sin, but he is happy with the truth. Love takes everything that comes without giving up. He believes all things, he hopes for all things, he keeps on in all things. He, he never comes to an end. It's like a little bit more challenging or whatever when you think of like somebody loving you that way Because it's like, no matter what you do, they're gonna continue to love you that way. You could be a pain, you could be happy, you could be sad, you could be distressed, you could be whatever, whatever face of humanity that you are, um, God simply loves you. A lot of times as Christians, what I've noticed is that it's a lot easier to give than to receive, right? And unfortunately, what ends up happening is that Our growth, when it comes to God, gets stunted. And it's not because he's not willing to give it, it's just not, we're not willing to receive it, right? Wouldn't it be terrible or whatever if you're around someone and all they did was looked at their faults and all they did was look at their faults and you're like, but I love you anyway and I love you anyway and I wanna be with you anyway and I just think you're fantastic and I just think you're wonderful and all you do is continually pull up those old faults, those old faults, those old faults and all they wanna do is love you. Over time, two humans, that can become very detrimental to any kind of relationship because the person just loves you. And it doesn't matter what you've done or who you've been with or nothing. None of that matters. It's, it's they just love you because they love you. And so it's our job to be able to receive that love no matter what we've done because if not, then we're robbing of a of a good relationship. But also like the same thing with God. Can you imagine like going into him like in your prayer time and you're constantly, well, God, I'm a filthy sinner and God, I'm this and God, I'm this and God, I felt on this and God, I felt on. At some point, he's just like, man, I just love you because I love you. It, I, my, my, my love is light for you. Our relationship is light. It's not heavy. It's not burdensome. Why, why, is, why are you always so heavy all the time? I love you just because I love you. So it's it's a little bit more tough to be able to receive this kind of love, even though he's telling you exactly who he is and exactly how he's loving you. So if you can like flip. So do you know what the Bible does say? Is that whatever you freely receive from God, that's what you freely give out. But do you know that there's some facets of love in here that it's. It, we haven't yet received it from God, so it's not easy to give that out. Like whenever the whenever it says up here, doesn't give up, or it's not kind. Like that kind, I like it when people are kind. When people are kind, that means that they're just like really good, genuine people. But there's a lot of unkindness out there in the world. And, and it, it's such a strange thing to me, but whenever God, just because people around us are not kind, doesn't necessarily mean that kindness actually stops. Whenever God is kind to us, it's easy to be kind out. Whenever God doesn't give up, up on us, it's easy for us to, be, to not give up on people. But so a lot of times the purity of our love simply comes from us being able to receive it from God and then giving it right back out to people, right? So it's just like changing the perspective, but in order for that scripture to come alive inside of your life, you have to be able to change your perspective. You have to not only be able to receive it from God, but also give it out. You must, it's a twofold scripture, right? I got lost. Oh, so check this out. What's really interesting to me sometimes is that sometimes we have a tendency of staying away from him because we feel like he doesn't approve of us but that's never the case never the case can you hear me it's never the case whenever we stay away from him it's not it's not he's not holding a grudge against us he doesn't hold a record of wrongs he's not he's not counting up you know the things that we do wrong he just wants you to come to him. That's, that's simply it. Just come to him. That's it. That's it. It's real, real, real simple. But so if you ever feel like you've like gone overboard, so kind of give you all a heads up. I've been serving God for 20 years, right? And have you ever heard of little babies being in their terrible twos? Eh, I've kind of had, I'm kind of that kid with God. Um, I've been, I'm in my terrible 20s, 20 years, right? So if there's ever a button that I could push with God, I'm going to find it because that's what I look for, right? Okay, so kind of give you a heads up. So, uh, uh, two Wednesdays ago, right, we were outside with youth, and Jira, my activity man for youth, decided that we were going to play relay tic-tac-toe, right? So, we had a weird kind of number, so Jira was like, oh, it'd be a great idea, Neva, if we play with them. I said, well, absolutely, I can run on the treadmill, but I didn't say that out loud. And I was like, yeah, of course, uh, I want my stretchy pants on. I was like, man, got tennis shoes on. I was like, oh, man, I can run. It's not a big deal. So what he did was that we went ahead and we did a tic-tac-toe thing. Y'all could probably see it outside, you know, with tape. And it's huge, right? And then we, like, put tape way far away from it and put a line. And so you had to, first person takes off. It's two teams. First person takes off. They go and they throw their little thing in the, the whatever tic-tac-toe box that they want. They haul it back. They, they tag the next person. The other person takes off. Okay, cool. Well, that all sounds like really easy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm-hmm. So what had happened was, so um, I got a revelation that I'm a competitive person, and it happened that night. Um, So Justice and I are on a team together. We take off. Justice goes, comes back. He tags me. I take off. Okay, but little did I remember (laughs) or forget that um, my left leg is a whole lot more weak than my right leg because i lunge all day with massage so i'm hauling it right and i go and i toss the ring and then when i turn around my first step is with my left right so this is what it literally felt like it felt like my legs were behind me and my (laughs) my whole front of my body i was trying to catch up to it right and i go and i slam into justice and then justice takes off okay so Gravity takes over. <laughs> like, he needs the race to end for me. And so I ended up, for whatever reason, you could feel everything, like, in slow motion. It felt so surreal. I can still feel it now because it was just that scary. When you're hauling it, but the front part of your body is, ra- is like, winning the race. Okay, so anyway, so, anyway, so I, <laughs> I land on my <laughs> knee, right? And, so, and I had my keys right here. I landed so hard <laughs> that I actually bounced on my, on my left, on my right hip, right? And my keys were there. And I was like, so I'm laying there like this, and the kids are still running. And I was like, oh, look at the pretty clouds. And then I was like, hands, elbows, forearms. I could go to work tomorrow. <laughs> so I was like, get up, Geneva, we got to win. So I popped up, <laughs> and my leg, my left leg, I looked down, and I was like, my pants are torn. <laughs> I ripped my jeans and now there's blood everywhere. And I was like, I was like on my hip because <laughs> my keys were there. So I take out my keys and my key fob is like, my key fob has road rash. That's how hard <laughs> my right hip hit and I slid, right? which is so amazing. How does that even happen with pants on? (laughs) It was so strange. So anyway, so I get up and I was like, what happened? What happened? And Justice and I, we decided we won, right? Okay. So we're all deciding as a team that, hey, the game is over. We're going to go inside and we can start doing the sermon stuff. So no. So our opponents were like, no, 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 we're going to do it again. Okay. So at this point, my, my ears are right here. I could feel fire like on my knee. And I was just like, and I could feel like stuff just kind of running down my pants. And I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be something. So they're like, oh, no, no, we got to play again. We got to play again. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. So we get back in line. Justin's like, hey, Neva, you're going to race Jara. So we take off. I did the same thing. I went this way, turned, and then I did the, and and then, oh, my gosh. I was just (laughs) like, it's going to happen again. (laughs) I was like, please, Lord Jesus, no. Okay, so mind you, mind you. Whenever Jairus said, we should play with them, the Holy Spirit said, no. He's like, no, not you. And I was like, oh, yeah, we are. "Uh Uh-huh, yes, we are. Okay, so this is the kind of kid I am. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. It's going to be okay, God. I got this. So I almost landed (laughs) again the same way. But (laughs) God, he caught me, right? Right? And so, okay, Jara's was all laughing because they didn't know what to do with me. They're just like, what happened to her? She's just like laying on the ground like this. I was like, "Well, wow, that hurt. Okay, so, so we did like the whole like session or whatever, and, and, and my knee is getting bigger. It's getting hot. And then finally, they they end session, and then we're standing out there, and we're talking, and so my knee is literally filling up my blue jeans. Like, it is, like, swelling that fast. So when I finally make it home, and I'm looking up three flights of stairs before I get up, so now I'm just, like, trying to crawl up three flights of stairs, right? Okay, so when I finally get up to my apartment, I was like, I am going to be okay. And then all of a sudden... I started to pull down my blue jeans off of that knee. And I was like, uh-oh, look, God, what happened? <laughs> look, God, what happened? <laughs> look. And he's like, yeah, I know. He's like, you're going to need to elevate it for four days and take this kind of medicine. Because if not, you're not going to be able to walk. And I was like, oh, okay. Boy, I tell you what. My knee was like four times the size. And, but I, I'm still, but we needed to win. And we actually won the second game, too no matter what you and Marty say. Okay, so anyway, so we won, and that's all that matters, right? So the Lord said, hey, Geneva, no, I don't think that that's a good idea for you. And I was like, oh, no, we're gonna be okay, God. I got this, ain't no big deal. And then whenever I get home, I was like, ooh, look, God, look what happened. <laughs> you know, and I'm that kind of adult when it comes to my relationship with God. He is like, Geneva, I just don't think that's a good idea. And then I go and go, go do what he said not to do, and I was like, ooh, look, God, look what happened. <laughs> ooh, what are we gonna do to fix this? <laughs> and then he gets me out of it yet again. That's how come I'm so mature in the things of God because I get into things all the time. It's amazing. it's amazing. I think people that don't get into things, they're like super immature because they just don't try God, you know? So anyway, so for me or whatever, I'm super mature. I'm always into something. And he, I'm like, ooh, look what happened. Oh, God, you're gonna need to help me out with this one because this is bad. Okay, so it got so bad that when I'm doing massage the next day, I was like, Lord Jesus. So, so I was like, God, please let everybody go to sleep today like on the table because while i'm working on them i have my leg elevated on the table because it was it was getting bigger as the day was going by so every session i was like please let them be little so i can put my leg on the table because if they're bigger i can't do that okay so anyway so that's when it happening so it was swelled for four days okay and then finally the scab that was in front of my on the top of my whole entire knee it finally fell off last night that was two weeks ago i was like wow god thank you jesus but the fact of the matter is whatever, I'm just like, man, God, hey, kind of is what it is. What are you going to do to get me out of it? Because here I go. I <laughs> go. And that's the way it is. It's like he doesn't say, Geneva, I told you not to do that. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. But he doesn't do that. He was like, he's like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, oh, but I think it is. Uh, and then you, you run with it. And then whatever happens, if it happens to be good, then, hey, high-five God, woohoo, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. But if something turns out bad and you happen to fall, oh, and, and mind you, I had a big old huge purple bruise on my right hip, about this big, but that was nothing compared to the knee, so I didn't even know that was there. I was just like, oh, okay, well, you're going to be fine. <laughs> but, but anyway, so, so, and then whenever something happens and you keep moving forward in the things of God, then all of a sudden something goes around, you're like, oh, God, look what happened. What are we going to do to get out of this? And then you listen for him and you listen for his steps in order to be able to get out of it. Because remember, the Bible says that he has a way of escape for everything, everything. So just because you might be like Geneva and I'm like, I'm constantly doing something ridiculous Um, when it comes to my relationship with God. he doesn't love me anymore. He doesn't love me any less. He just completely loves me. And every single morning I wake up and say, Oh man, he loves me. And then my, my leg's all swollen. <laughs> I was like, you love me a lot. Because <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. But anyway, so the fact of the matter is, whatever is that if we can get it into our mind that God, that no matter what we do, and no matter how we act, and no matter anything, if you're one of those people that, that gets up and prays every single morning, praise God, hallelujah, but if you don't, praise God, hallelujah, he still loves you, and he's, he's still okay. But the fact of the matter is, whatever it is, that truly in your relationship with God, if you could truly understand how to receive that from him, receive it and then give it out, those first set of scriptures that we had, they're yours. Anything and everything that he has, he now gives it to you and you're able to receive it freely simply because you're able to receive his love freely. So everything he is, you receive it freely. Does that make sense? But sometimes if we can't receive this from him, receiving health and healing and finances and a friend and all these other things that he offers for us is so challenging simply because we don't believe he loves us. But, if you can simply do this and then have it wash over you every single morning, the true unconditional love of who God is, and then you push it out to other people that are around you, it becomes easier and easier and easier. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, God, you know, my body's not feeling so good. I receive healing from you and you receive it and then you give it out to everybody else around you. Hey God, I'm a little bit light on my finances. You receive it from him, the money, and then from there you push it out to everybody around you. And it becomes this cycle that you actually have in your life. And, but it simply comes from being able to do this with him, right? So I have this last picture. Justice, Hunt, can you go to slide number four? So this is a little weird, right? So do you all see the guy that way? And do you see the guy this way? That one's a little weird, right? But the fact of the matter is whatever is that, is that no matter if they're black and white pictures, if they're, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, whatever, we have the availability and the ability. Justice Love, you can leave that there. You have the ability to be able to change your view just like that. You don't have to repent for 20 years of sin. You don't have to do anything like that. All you literally have to know is that you're his, that every day is brand new for you, and that he simply just loves you, and that light. his light, his, his love is light. If you ever feel like your relationship with him is getting heavy, then from there reevaluate which one of the love descriptions that you're kind of missing because there's a breakdown, and you would be able, to re- be able to receive love from him. So, looks kinda crazy, huh? But, but anyway, so, do me a favor, y'all, at the same time. Um, this is like super, super important. Always make sure that, that you do keep your communication with God very, very open. There are some people that if they haven't heard from God for a certain situation, All of a sudden, they don't believe that God will ever answer them. Do me a favor. If you ever find yourself like having one of those areas in your life that you haven't been able to hear from God yet, do me a favor. Go back to the last place, literal place, that you heard from him, and then stay there until you hear from him. There was one time in my life, whatever, this really happened a really long time ago, I felt like my life was in a why. I could go this way or I could go this way, but I just needed to know which way to go. Anyway, so I went I went the wrong way. And I was like, okay, well, this is power for the course. So anyway, so I was like, uh-oh, God, guess what I did and guess where I'm at. <laughs> and he was like, I was like, what do I need to do to get back? He goes, I'm okay with rewind. Awesome. Well, that's fantastic. I was like, so am I. So anyway, so I went ahead and I rewound back to the place that I was at before the Y actually started, and I went the other way. But do you know what? Just to make sure that I was hearing from him, to make sure that it's okay for me to rewind back, I went back to the place that I heard from him. And I stayed there for like a good 24 to 36 hours. So I, it, was, it looked a little bit something like this, right? So I went, and it was actually at our old church, you used to be able to hear from God from there, you know. I, I hear God a lot, but back then or whatever it was, a little, I was still challenging to be able to hear from God, decipher, like, who he was. It was only because I was just growing in the things of God. I didn't want to mess up. So anyway, so I had come into the empty church. It was on a Friday night. There were no classes or anything. So I literally sat on the altar, right? And I was like, just sitting there, lock the door. There's nobody else in there. There's nobody else supposed to be in there until Sunday. So Friday to Sunday morning, right? So I sat there, and... um. I was like, God, I'm, a, I'm Geneva, and, uh, and this is what's happening. I really feel like I've, I've got a, a decision that I need to make, and I need to make sure that, that the next decision that I make, um, it's the right one. Can you let me know very clearly what I am to do? And then I sat there for 10 hours, and I just sat there. And I sat there, and one of my friends, she texted me. She goes, hey, are you hungry? I said, yes. <laughs> she goes, what do you want? And I was like, you know, Subway. She goes, okay. So she went and picked me up some food, and I sat there. And what I did was that it was such an interesting time because it literally took me hours and hours and hours and hours to rewind all the emotional distress that I had been through up until that point. And I had to get my confidence back that I hear from God. I had to get me back that I am a child of God, that everything that I experienced that was taking me, that I felt in a wrong direction, I completely got healing from God. And so my my confidence is, I'm like laying it all on the line. Hey, God, this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. Uh, You know, my family saved me from a lot of things. And and I was like, God, and this happened, and this happened. And he's like, yeah, he goes, just keep talking, just keep talking, just keep talking, just kind of laying it all there out the line. And then all of a sudden, I was like, God, I need to know that I know that I know that I'm hearing from you. Can you make this very, very clear? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, because I don't want to make another mistake. So I sat there some more. I didn't play with the phone. It was just me in a dark room, right? So anyway, so what ended up happening was that I was like, I fleeced God for the first time. I was like, God, if Stephanie comes in, Stephanie comes in and asks me to pray for her, because you were normally one of the first people to come in. And I sat there. And I was like, if Stephanie comes in, and asked me to pray for her before service then i know that i need to stay and so i just waited and then all of a sudden it's sunday morning i had already gone home to go take a shower and i came back in and then stephanie comes in and she's humming and singing like she normally does and she's like hey geneva can you pray for me about something And I was like, absolutely. (laughs) And I knew it. And I knew it. And God was like, yeah, you hear from me. You're going to be okay. I was like, well, done. And at that point, that next day, I changed everything. And that was it. And I've been running ever since. But sometimes we just need some kind of confirmation. Hey, first off, God, I'm hearing from you. And God, you're hearing from me. But sometimes, guys, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes time to put stuff away, phones away, games away, conversations away, and just sit there and just wait. For, for me and my life and me and y'all and everything that I'm believing for y'all and our pastors and everything else, I'll sit there and I'll wait for days and days and days and days to make sure that y'all are hearing from God and what everything that y'all need to do. It's okay to just sit and just wait because, gosh, y'all, times are getting tough, there's a lot of weird situations that are happening in people's bodies and people's marriages and people's futures and that kind of stuff. And sometimes it's okay to just wait. But I'm also under the um, revelation that when it comes to me receiving from God, I do that, me be able to give out, I do that. Sometimes it's more challenging than others, but I make sure that I make it a practice every day, you know? And so there are certain things that I do with the things of God that I make sure that I keep it a practice every single day so that when I say, hey, God, I'm not really sure if I'm hearing from you, You know, have Miss Diana say something or have my sister call me or have my mom say something. You know, have something like that happen. And y'all don't really know what y'all are doing. Y'all are just hearing from God. And then I'm like, oh, now I know what to do. And it's okay sometimes to be able to lean on God and lean on people like that. He's going to catch us. He's going to catch us, right? So anyway, so sometimes in our relationships with God, it's okay to get a different perspective on situations and a different perspective on, on Scripture. Receive it and then give it. And that's how you get the double perspective when it comes to different scriptures and the things of God. Does this make sense? Yes? Okay, does anybody have any questions? No? Good deal. But, but seriously, it made sense. If, I, if you ever need any like more scriptures and stuff, let me know. We can get some, some of those things out to you. But just kind of wanted to make sure that your relationships are twofold. It's a giving and it's a receiving. But you can't really give out to people unless you first receive from God. Amen, amen, amen. So let's go ahead and pray out. Amen. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for today's service, Father. We thank you, Lord, that everything that we have is yours and do with us as you please every moment of every day, Father. We also thank you, Lord, that, that you show us how you love us and that it's so simple. It's like flipping a switch, Lord, on being able to receive love from you and be able to give it out unconditionally, Father. And we just thank you, Lord, that you use us, you mold us, you make us, and that we're yours and you're ours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.